Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Gimel of Rosh Hashanah. And today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas, David ben Mordechai and Le'a Basula. May the Neshamas have an aliyah. May the memory be a blessing. Um, so just to catch up where we were up to remember the Gemara, the first point of the Mishnah was that um, Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for Malachim. Uh, you count the years of a king's reign by Nisan. So even if he starts ruling one day in Adar, the last day of Adar, and then it's Nisan, you would start dating your documents as Nisa, as the first of Nisan. Um, as the sorry, this from the first of Nisan, the second year of King So and So. Um, and we mentioned the, the relevance for that is for again for Staros to make sure that you don't end up with Staros Muktamim, predated Staros, which are possible and set up Lukuchos for um, for destruction, for financial ruin, um, and then and then we were discussing how do we know that it's Nisan? How do you know? So Rabbi Yochanan brought a pasuk which says both regarding Shlomo Melech. It says when um, it says it was the four hundred and eightieth year from when he started ruling in from when from Yitzias Mitzrayim. And the fourth year, was it the fourth year? So, yeah, and the fourth year of his reign. So it says by the fact that it's connecting the years of his reign to the years of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, because it doesn't have to tell us what year it is from Yitzhak Mitzrayim, or it only has to tell us one. So by the fact that it tells us both ways to know the, the year, teaches us that they're both counting from Nisan. What the Gomorrah was then addressing was how do we know that we count Yetzirah Mitzrayim from Nisan? Granted, we were exiled in Nisan. Maybe when the next Tishrei came about, we counted... Um, um, maybe as soon as Tishrei came, six months later, we counted it as the second year. How do we know we're counting it from Nisan and not from Tishrei? So we brought a story. We said that Aaron died in Av, which it calls the 40th year. And a few months later, Moshe started his speech in Shvat. And it also calls it the 40th year. Now it goes, Av, Elul, Tishrei, Cheshvan, Kislev, Tevei, Shvat. But we see it passes over Tishrei. So it must be that Tishrei is not the new year. Because otherwise it would have changed from the 40th year to the 41st year. But the fact that it stays the same means that it's the same. Now the Gemara just asked, and I think let's just quickly go from there again. It says, This is the fourth last line of Bezamud Bez. So he says, How do we know that Torah is not in chronological order? So how do you know that the event of Av, Aaron's death, occurred before Moshe started his speech? I that we're saying it goes Shvat, Adonisa, etc. I'm sorry, Av, that the Av happened first, that it's Av, Elul, Tishrei, etc. And then Tishrei is clearly not the new year for, um, for Yetzirah's Mitzrayim. Why don't we say it happened the other way around and then it would be? So the Gemara says, Don't think this. You can't think that Aaron, that Moshe started his, major, his final speech before Aaron died. Siv, as the Pasuk writes, and this is when Moshe started his speech, it says, It was after they killed Sichon. And when Aaron died, Sichon was still alive. 
So it can't be that, because again, Moshe's speech started after Sichon's death. And as we're going to prove now, that Sichon was alive when Aaron died. So it must be that Aaron died before Moshe, before Moshe started his speech. Sorry, the, the event of Aaron's death must be off before Moshe's speech. So uh, let's just prove that now, that Sichon, that Aaron, when Sichon was alive when Aaron died, because it says on the top of Gimel Amud Aleph, Arad, the king, the Kanani, the king of Arad heard. Now we're saying that Sichon. What did he hear? He heard that Aaron died and the Ananah Kovod disappeared. Remember, he was there, the Ananah Kovod were there in merit of Aaron. So when Aaron died, the Ananah Kovod had protected when Israel left. And now this Haknani Sichon thought, was, thought that Hashem is giving him per- Permission, Elohim Israel, to go to war with Ben Israel. And this is what the puzzle means when it says, On the surface, it means the whole nation saw that Aaron died. Here we're translating key as that. And Rabbi Avo says, Don't read it as the nation saw that Aaron died. Read it as the nation became visible because Aaron died. Kedorish, Kedorish, Reish Lokish, Kedorish Lokish, as Reish Lokish explained, the Omar, uh, the Omar Reish Lokish, Kim Meshamesh Bedalad Lashonas. Kim can be used in four different meanings. E Dilma Eladoho. Is would be like if for that. Dilma is perhaps. Elo would be battle only, and Doho is because. So we see this word, when you see in the Chumash the word Ki, remember, can be used in any of these contexts. So don't read it as, B'nai Israel saw Ki, Gov Aaron, that Aaron died. Rather read it as, Vayeru Kola Eida, Vayeru Kola Eida, that the whole nation became visible, Ki, because Aaron died. I, they became visible to the external nations because the Ananah covered disappeared. Oh, me, dummy. So, so that's the proof. We see that Aaron, when Aaron died, that's when Sichon came and saw B'nai Israel. So, and, and it says that Moshe started speaking after Sichon's death. So we know the order of event was Aaron died, Sichon died, and then Moshe's speech. So clearly, when it refers to Aaron's death in the, fourth, in the 40th year, and then it speaks about Moshe's speech in Shvat in the 40th year, must be because Aaron must, it's clear that Aaron's death was before Moshe's speech, and therefore Tishrei cannot be the new year, it must be Nisan. It says, now the Gemara asks, oh, me, Domi, Hosam, Kanan, Hacha, Sichon. He says, how can you compare it? But Moshe's speech, it says, after he struck Sichon. And here in the Pasuk that we brought a proof, it says, the Knani, the king of Aaron, of Arad heard, it's different people. There's no Tana, we have a price to who Sichon, who Arad, who Kanan. Sichon, Arad, and Kanan are the same person. Sichon, Sichon was his name, nickname, because he was like fast, like a foal in the desert. Kanan, Al Shemal Huso. He was called Kanan 
because of the king that who he was king over. Umashmo, what was his name? Arad Shmo, his name was Arad. Omri, some have a slightly different version. Arad Shadomila Arad Bamidbar. Some say his name, his nickname was Arad because he was like a powerful wild donkey in the desert. Kanan al Shemal Huso. Kanan based was the name of his kingship. The name of who he ruled. His name was Sichon. Okay, but either way, Sichon and Arad and Knani are the same person, so it's not a problem on our sugya. Just a few interesting things on this piece. Firstly, we see when Aaron, it says that Aaron died on the first of Av. I think he's the only, or yeah, the first of the fifth month. Is that right where we said it was? But interesting, I think that's the only person whose actual Yorzeit date is given in the Chubash. We know uh, from traditions or calculations when other people died, like Moshe's uh, date of his death. But I think Aaron is the only person in Chubash whose actual Yorzeit date, the first of Av, we know about. Um, yeah, and then just a very interesting Tossos at the post, top of the page. Tosos say that, um, so we said, Sichon, Kanani, and Arad are the same person. Tosos brings a Midrash, but Midrash Amrin and Dahaino Amalek. When we say that the Kanani heard, the king of Arad heard that the Anna'akovet has disappeared and he wanted to go attack on Israel, that's Amalek. And it says, Ksus Veloshon Shina, Hu Kamelech Arad. His clothes and his language he changed so that he was comparable to the king of Arad. So it was Kanani who, it was Amalek who was acting like Kanan. So the first question is, ah, oh, so we're not discussing Sichon anymore. Then our proof was Sichon was at, alive at the time of Amalek. But the problem is that that wasn't Sichon, it wasn't Sichon, it was Amalek. So Tosa say, no, still, they wouldn't have, he would not have, this king would not have disguised himself as king of Kanan as Arad. Unless Arad was still alive, otherwise it would be obvious. If someone dresses up as someone who's deceased, you know that he's a fraudster, obviously. So therefore, it's still you can still be, be Medayek that Sichon was still alive, um, even though it was Amalek. And then a very interesting thing, so why did he do it? What difference does it make? You had this king, okay, might have been king of Arad, might have been Sichon, might have been uh, Amalek. What difference does it make that he disguised himself? So they bring from here that our tefillahs ideally should be very precise, as best as possible. We shouldn't just ask vaguely, please Hashem help me for my victories. We should be davening to Hashem, please help me in defeating Amalek, or please help me in defeating Canaan, or I guess in our personal lives. You shouldn't say, Hashem, I want everything that's good. You should say, Hashem, you should ask Him specifically for what you need, or what you require. And that's an important lesson in Tefillah. We should try make it as precise as possible and not vague. And Amalek was aware of that. And that's why he changed his dress and his language um, to uh, his dress and his language to that of Canaan so that Bnei Israel wouldn't know who to daven for properly. And um, just interestingly, there's a big discussion in this Midrash. Did they just change their clothes or did they change... And keep the language, or did they change the language and keep their clothes? And then, it, then you can go into the discussion how important is the clothing someone wears. It clearly, if you learn that the thing that they changed was their clothes, and that's why he's called Canaan, even though he kept the Amalek language. And again, this was to confuse Bnei Shol so that the tefillah wouldn't be as direct and powerful. Um, clothes are a key way of identifying someone.
And we know that. Often the way people dress, they almost lump together in a certain society. Obviously, you've got to not get caught up with the externalities, but it is a key aspect of a person, his culture and his nature. You can see by how he dresses. Okay, um, let's go on. So, we've proven that basically all the months from Av to Shvat cannot be the Rosh Chodesh, the, the Rosh Hashanah of, um, when we count Yetzirah Mitzrayim, which is the same as when the, the Rosh Hashanah Lemelachim. Why? Because remember we said Aaron died in the 40th year and Moshe started his speech in the 40th year. So, Av Elul Tishrei Cheshvon Kislev Teves and Shvat cannot be the New Year's. But Adar, Nisan, Iyar, Sivan, Tammuz can be the New Year. So now the Gomorrah is going to ask, try to prove that none of those months can be the New Year except Nisan. So he says, so the Gomorrah says, Why don't we say Rosh Hashanah is Iyar? He says, It was in the first month, in the second year, Be'echot L'Chodesh, on the first of the month, who come a Mishkan, they set up the Mishkan. Uksivan has written, It was in the second year in Iyar. The cloud raised up from the Mishkan Aedus. By the fact that it's, when it's speaking about Nisan, and it calls it the second year, and then it's speaking about Iyar, that's when they set up the Mishkan, and then... Uh, Iyar, when, when it was fully set up, or when they finished building, and then it was Iyar, and the cloud was set up. Um, he called it the second year, Mikhail the Rosh Iyar, so it can't be Iyar. Of Eimah Sivan, let's suggest that Rosh Hashanah Sivan, let's suggest that Rosh Hashanah is Sivan. Los Alkadaitl, don't think that. Til Siv, as it's written, Bechoydesh Hashlishi, I in Sivan, the third man, Lot Saiz Bnei Yisrael, Me'erit Yisrael, Bnei Yisrael, left Mitzrayim. Now, Ve'im Isa Bechoydesh Hashlishi, if it is supposed to be the third year, if it, the third man, I Sivan, is the Rosh Hashanah, it should have changed to say, Bechoydesh Hashlishi, Bishnas Hashanish, Lot Saiz, in the second year when Bnei Yisrael, if the year was changing, granted, if you're speaking about a few events that all happened in one year, so you just mention the year the first time and you don't mention about the other months. If I say, yeah, in January of 2021 and in March and in April, that's fine. But if I'm changing from different years, then I should mention, so in January in 21 and March of 22, that you should mention the change of years. So it can't be seven. Why can't it be Tammuz Av or Adar? So the Gemara accepts that, yeah, you're right. This can't be the proof that Bnei, that um, Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah Lemelochim, and that's why, and that's what we're learning from Shlomo. There must be another proof. Now, just before we go into the other proof, um, here the Pnei Yeshua, many Rishon that ask, what are these questions? Why would you think we understand Tishrei should be maybe the Rosh Hashanah because that's when the world was created, and we understand Nisan? should be the Rosh Hashanah, because that's the day that we're taken out of Egypt, that's when we count as, that's when we start the counting of our year, remember Nisan's always the first month, um, why, so, so why would you think it to be the other month? So some 
commentaries actually suggest that, yeah, it's weak questions. The Gomorrah is just undermining the proof, but they're not real questions. The Pnei Yoshua, very interestingly, gives a good reason why each of those months should, might have been considered the first month. The Rosh Hashanah And what's that? So just very quickly on some of them. Sivan. What happened in Sivan? Sivan, the Torah was given to us. So it's all very well to count from Yetzirah Mitzrayim, but Yetzirah Mitzrayim was leaning up to the Hashem giving us the Torah. So maybe the month of Sivan, when the Torah was given, is when we should have counted as the first month. And uh, Tammuz, what's special about Tammuz? For us, actually, Tammuz is the start of the bad month. Shiva. So now he says, Tammuz was supposed to be when Moshe came down with the Luchos and gave them to Bnei Israel, either bringing into effect the covenant between the Jews and Hashem with the Torah. However, the Jews were serving Avodah Zorah, so Moshe had to break it. But it was supposed to be the time when Moshe came down with the Luchos for Bnei Israel. So the 17th of Tammuz. Tammuz is a Choshuman. And Av? Well, then they were going to go from there. What was the whole point? What was the Seder of event meant to be? Again, before they got messed up with the spas and had wandered the desert for 40 years. Redemption from Egypt. Matan Torah. And then going into Eretz Yisrael, they were supposed to go into Eretz Yisrael in Av, a few months, a month later. So maybe Av should be the first. So each of these months are a special month, and therefore maybe that's why it should not a not only just a special month, a month a month that was ad, meant to be the start of a new stage in the Jewish nation's existence. So that's why uh, maybe those months should have actually been Rosh Hashanah. Let's see the correct. So that answer didn't stand. Because we kind of we don't have a clear proof that none of those months are the Rosh Hashanah So El Amar Rabbi Lazar, says Mahacha, you can prove it from here. It says Vayachel Livnois Bechodesh Hasheni Bishayni Peshtas Arbol Malchusa. Says that Shlomo started to build the base Hamikdash in the second month, in the second, in the fourth year of his kingship. My Shani, why does it repeat the word Shani? It says in the second month, in the second. Says, it must be in the second month from when we're counting his kingship. I ear. We count his kingship from Nisan. So says, maybe it means the second of the month. Are we saying it on the second of year? So there's no It should have mentioned on this, it would have mentioned the second of the month. I whenever you read Sukim and it's telling us the date, it says and the second of the month. It just doesn't just say the second. So when it says the second here, it must also be referring to the month. So why tell us the second month, the second? To tell us the second month, I ear, which is also the second month counting the king's reign because you always count the king's reign from Nisan maybe it means the second day of the week I Monday it says no firstly we never ever found the Chumash tell us about a weekday amazingly when did you find that or Chumash when did you find the Novi when did you find in Tanakh it tells us and this happened on Monday this happened on Wednesday we never found that so why would it be saying that all of a sudden? And Vo'od Makis Shani Basra Le Shani Kama. It connects the two Shanis. Ma Shani Kama Choydesh Av Shani Basra Choydesh. Just as the first Shani is the month, so to the second Shani is the month. Oh, so now we have a good proof. But the fact that the Torah repeats, Bechodesh HaShani, HaShani, it's telling us it was in the second month of the year, and it was also the second month of when you count the king's reign. So we see that. When do you count the king's reign? From Nisan. Very interestingly, Tosos asked 
it, we said that you never find the Torah mentions a day of the week. So Tosos asks a very obvious question. It says, We say right at the beginning of the of the creation of the world. We call it, it was night, it was day, it was Yom Shani, it was Monday. It does count the days of the week. So the Gemara answers, No. We learn from the Rishami that you cannot learn from the creation of the world. You can't learn from Shabbos because it was the second day of creation of the world. So he says it wasn't counting the days of the week, it was counting the days of creation. So it wasn't saying Monday, it was saying second day of creation. Okay, now we bring Tanya Kabais to Rabbi Yochanan, and there's a Bryson like Rabbi Yochanan. I, we started off this whole discussion with Rabbi Yochanan telling us how do we know that you count Nisan as Rosh Hashanah and he brought the connection to Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. And then we went through a whole lot of Psukim trying to prove which month is it not. And it must be Nisan. And then we brought Rabbi Lezer. So we're going through that whole discussion basically in a Brysa. The Brysa is just bringing the headlines of the Psukim. So if you go back to the piece we just learned, you'll see that all these Psukim were into this. Um, so Tanya Kavaisa Rabbi Yochanan, How do we know that? We count King's years from Nisan. Shinemar, as it says, It was in the 480 year from when Ben Israel left Mitzrayim, and that was the fourth year of King Shlomo's reign. We see it connects the reign of King Shlomo to Yetzirah Mitzrayim. Oh, but then we had a problem, and how do we know that you count Yetzirah Mitzrayim? So the Pesach said, um, It mentions that Aaron died in Av, and that Moshe started his speech in Shvat, and it was both in... Um, um, in the 11th month, and it was both in the 40th year. So, that's how we know the correct order. So, we know that the order was Av and then Shvat, not Shvat and then Av. And how do you know, know that Sichon was the love, etc.? It was in the first month, in the second year. Also, it can't be. Again, remember that was the question, was it not ER Sivan Tamuz Av or Elul? Tishrei, um, what's it, sorry, Shvat? Adar Nisan ER Sivan and Tamuz How do we know it's none of those months? So yeah, it connects Shani, it says Shani and Shani and counts it both as the same. It said it was the third month, um, Sivan and it didn't go into New Year. And they finished to build. Okay, you can't rely, at the, at the end of the day, you can't rely on any of the above sukkim to prove that it is Nisan. We've got a whole lot of months that can't be, but we can't prove ironclad that it is Nisan. And therefore you come on to the extra word, Hasheni, Bechodesh Hasheni, Besheni, when it's discussing Shlomo's reign. Okay, now we go on to this, to, well, let's read. Omar says this, that we count the Rosh Hashanah from Elohim from... Nisan is for Jewish kings. But when dating a document with the non-Jewish king's reign, you count from Tishrei. That's Rav Chizda's assertion. And now we're going to go into, um, to prove this, we're going to go into our Persian 
exile. Remember, the Jewish history is um, the Babylonians came and destroyed the base of Middash. We went, took us into exile. Then the Persians took over from the Babylonians. That's uh, and that's this is all between the first and second temple. The Persians took over. That's what starts. Um, and there were a few kings, all with similar names. And as we'll see, it mixes up the names, so it's not so clear who's who exactly. You have to really uh, look into it carefully. I saw article had a nice uh, layout of the precise history, but I don't think we need it at the moment. So then, in um, then they were given permission by one of the kings to go back and rebuild the temple. They went back with Zerubbabel, who was the head of the Sanhedrin, and they built the Mizbech, etc. And then they were stopped. A whole lot of nations there spoke badly about the Jews, and they were stopped. And then the Purim story happened, and then Daryovesh came along, and he gave them permission to go back and finish building the Beis Hamidash. And a few years later, the Beis Hamidash was in and Jerusalem, and the Jewish people were in a very sorry state. And that's going to be a key point, is that sorry state. But let's start Rav Chizda's proof. So again, Rav Chizda says that we, oh, we, by Jewish kings we count from this side, by non-Jewish kings we count from Tishrei. Now he's going to prove that. He says, How do we know the Shenemar? As the Apostlech says, The words of Nechemia ben Chakalia were in the month of Kislev. In the twentieth year, says Uksiv, and it's written, and it was in the Chodesh Nisan in the twentieth year of Artachshasta. Now, interestingly enough, Artachshasta sounds like it's referring to a specific king, but it seems that Artachshasta is actually a nickname, is the title of the Persian kings. It's the same as saying Paro or Pharaoh. It's not a specific king, Paro. Paro was just the title given to. The Egyptian king. So Artashasta is the title given to Persian king. So we speak in so Mirakoiba Kislev Korilashnas Esrim Vakobinisan Vakorilashnas Esrim Mikhlaud Rosh Shonalam Nisanu. But the fact that we mention Kislev and call it the twentieth year of our, of the king's reign, and we mention Nisan and we call it the twentieth year of the king's reign, we see that Nisan is not Rosh Hashanah because it goes Kislev Tevet Shvat Adar Nisan. So if Kislev was the twentieth year and Nisan was the new year, then when it mentions Nisan five months later, it should be not Nisan in the twentieth year, it should be Nisan in the twenty first year. So the Gomorrah asks, he says, Ah, oh, it's very clear that one pasuk specifies that it's the twentieth year of Artashasta's reign. The other pasuk who says that it's twenty years from Artashasta's reign. Dilma Maybe it's a different calculation. And so Omer Papa Shnas Esrim Shnas Esrim Nitzayir Shava Ma'ahasam Artashasta Av Artashasta. No, the the two terms. Um, Shnas Esrim are connected. So just as the one Shnas Esrim is counting the 20th year of Artakshasta's reign, so to the second, the other 20th year is it. So very clearly, what have we seen so far? That Nisan is not the Rosh Hashanah for non-Jewish kings, because then it should have gone from the 20th year of the event in Kislev to 21st year in the event in Nisan, by the fact that it does and it stays the 20th year, Nisan is clearly not the new year for non-Jewish kings. And the commentaries explain that basically, if it's not the 20th year, it couldn't have been any other year.
He says, maybe what happened, who says that that's the order of events? Granted, it's Perik Aleph and Perik Beis of Nehemiah. Who says that what happened in Kislev happened first? Maybe what happened in Nisan happened first. So he says, no, don't think this. Titania, as we learned in a things that were told to Hanani and Kislev, the king Nehemiah then just went and told them to the king in Nisan. I basically we're going to see these psukim, but what happens in the first parak of uh, Nehemiah is Hanani, his friend, comes and tells him that the Jews in Jerusalem are in a terrible state, and Jerusalem's in a terrible state. And then a few months later in Nisan, Nehemiah approaches the king of Persia, who he was the a minister there. He was the Saramashkim, the cupbearer, but I think that has the connotations of an important minister, for permission to go and help them in Eretz Yisrael so, and rebuild Yerushalayim properly. So that's the Seder of events. Again, what Hanani told him he, in Kislev a few months later in Nisan. So it can't be the other way around that he asked to go help them in Yerushalayim and only later on found out that it was in a bad state. No, he heard it was a bad state, and that's why he wanted to go help them. And that's now we're going to show this from the Psukim there. The things that Hananiah said to Nehemiah, Bekislev, in Kislev, the Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, this is right at the beginning of Sefer Nehemiah. These words of Nehemiah ben Chakalia, which were in the month of Kislev in the 20th year I was in Shushan Abira Hanani one of my brothers and the men of Yehuda came and I asked him about the remnant Jews who remain from the captivity are the Jews who managed to go up from the Babylonian exile for Al Yerushalayim and the city of Yerushalayim. So that's Nehemiah asked Hanani and these men from Yehuda, how is what's happening? What's the state of the Jewish people and Yerushalayim? Says Remember, he's in uh, Babel, he's in Shushan. He says Hanishorim, no, not Babel, he's in Persia, he's in Shushan. Says Says those Jews who remain in Yerushalayim are in, in Eretz Yisrael are in a very bad state and in huge uh, in a very lowly state. And the walls of Yerushalayim have been breached. And the walls of the, the gates of the city were set in fire. It's not, I'm not sure if they were subsequent to the rebuilding of the Yerushalayim. Um, extra um, ruined again, fell into disrepair, or if they had never been fixed properly. I think they had never been fixed properly. So Amram, so these things, this is what Hanani told Nehemiah about the state of Yerushalayim. Now Amram, Nehemiah, Lamelech, Benisan, the Nehemiah then told these words to the king in Nisan, as it says, It was in the 20th year in the reign of Artashasta, Hamelech the king. Yayin Lefonov, one was before him. I carried up the wine and gave it to the king. I poured it for the king. I never appeared before him downcast with a bad face. Bad countenance. So the king said to me, Why have you got such a downcast face? Why does your face look so bad and you're not even sick? 
So he says, Ein ki imro leiv. It must be because you have a bad heart. Now the Marsha explains based on other Rashis and other Gomorrahs, very interestingly. Basically, um, Nehemiah was the cupbearer. And he used to always drink the wine before he would give it to the king to drink. To show that he hadn't poisoned it. So he would take a sip from the wine and then he would give it to the king. Once, once he heard, Nehemiah heard about the bad state of Yerushalayim, he took a vow not to drink wine. So he had stopped drinking wine. And then he appears before the king with the sullen state and he wasn't drinking the wine. The king suspects him. Firstly, why did Nehemiah not drink from the wine? He always drinks from the wine to prove that he hasn't poisoned it. And now secondly, he looks very stressed. He looks uh, nervous. He looks down. Maybe he's trying to poison me. That was what was happening. The Eiro Harbe Moed, and I was terrified. Says so. Va'omer Lamelech, and I said to the king, Hamelech Lo'elam Yichye, Long live the king. Madua Lo'yiru Panai, how can my face not be down? Asher Heiru Beis Kivoros Avosai, the the city Ha'ir, the city of my father's burial, I where my ancestors used to live. Chirvo is destroyed. V'shero Ochlo Ba'esh, and its gates are consumed in fire. And the king said to me, What do you request? And I will dive into the gods of the heavens. And I said to the king, So before he answered, before he was going to ask the request of the king, he said, Let me. Um, he dove into Hashem that his request be heard. And then he said to the king, If it's good in the king's eyes, If I've been a good servant before you, Send me to Yehuda, send me to the city of my ancestors, and I will rebuild it. The king said to me and the Shegel, the queen who was sitting, Sagal, who was sitting next to him, Asked, um, asked, okay, how long are you going to, you're an important minister in the king's palace. How long are you going for? When will you return? And the king, it was good in the king's eyes, and he sent me, and I set a time, I think, to return. So what do we see? Again, these are the Seder of events in Nehemiah. What he heard from Hananiah in Kislev, he then went and told the king in Nisan. In this, that's what we've just read about. So you can't say that Nisan happened first. So once Kislev happened first, and then it changes to Nisan, and it's both counted as the 20th year of the king's reign, we see very clearly that Nisan is not the Rosh Hashanah, the Melochim of non-Jews, and therefore if it's not Nisan, it must be Tishrei. Then we say, oh, Mosev Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef challenged us. It says it was in the 24th year of the, in the 6th month. So what's the 6th month? Elul. Sorry. Yeah, in the second year of Dariyovesh, Uksiv, and it's written, Bishvi'i be'esrim ve'echod l'chodesh, in the seventh month, in the 21st of the month. Now, ve'im isa bishvi'i, the seventh month is Tishrei. So, bishni bishnas gimli boile, it should have said, in Tishrei, in the third year. Again, it's, when you're having, a, as I mentioned, when you're having a conversation, if you're going from, the same year then you can say Jan, um, July in the in 2021 to August and then just say and in August. But if you're switching from two years, you should you'd ha- you should have to mention the year. So that's what why does it say in the six months I in Elul 
in the second year, and then Tishrei, it doesn't mention the year. It should say Elul in the second year and Tishrei in the third year. Must be, it's both the second year, and we see that Tishrei is not the new year for non-Jewish kings. So, No, Koresh was a good king. Koresh was the king who gave the Jews permission to go back to Babel and continue there. Remember, they started building, then they were stopped, and then they went. Koresh was the one who gave them permission to finish. So, therefore, they counted his reign like the kings of Israel. Aye? They counted his from Nisan. Aye? Generally, non-Jewish kings were counted from Tishrei. But Koresh was a good king. So he says, Oh, Matki Flora of Yosef, Rav Yosef challenges. Chad the Imkan Koshu Kroya Daddy, the two Psukim contradict each other. The Siv, the Shiots of Basin, the No, Adyom Klosel Yerech Ador, Dihu Shna Shisle Malchus Tar Yovesh Malko. It was, they completed the house of Ash, building the base of Migdash on the third of Adar, which was the sixth year of the king of Dar Yovesh. And it says, at that time, the following year, I not the Nisan, the, the base Amigdash was built in Adar, and then Nisan they offered the sacrifices, and then the following Nisan, Ezra left for Babel. And he arrived, and it's written, and they arrived in Yerushalayim in the first month. It was the Fifth year of the king. Now, if you're counting from Nisan, then it should have mentioned the eighth year. Again, what's the order of events here? That thing it says, again, in Adar of the sixth year, the base Amigdash was rebuilt. And therefore, then the Nisan, where the, the Nisan should have been the seventh year, and the following Nisan, where Ezra left for Yerushalayim, or the Av, when he arrived in Yerushalayim, should have been the eighth year. Again, because we're assuming for Daryavesh that the new year is in Nisan because he was a good king. But the fact that it doesn't switch to the eighth year, it must be that Nisan couldn't have been. Again, because six, seven, these we're counting, he left, he, the Baisamidash was built in Adar of the seventh year. Of the sixth year, and not the next Nisan, but the following Nisan, he went up. It should have been the eighth year. Two Nisans passed, two New Years. But the fact that it's still counted only as the seventh year must be Nisan's, not the Rosh Chodesh. But so again, so what's going on here? You told me that Daryavesh was a good king, or Koresh, we're going to see that it's the names interchangeable. You told me that Koresh, Daryavesh was a good king, and therefore he's counted in Nisan. But if you count it from Nisan, it should have said that Ezra arrived in Yerushalayim in the eighth year. And really we know he only, and it says that he only arrived in Yerushalayim in the seventh year. So there's no, for odd, and a second question, me domi, hosan koresh, hachatar yobesh. Again, the question I, I just answered, but he says, but over there, previous puzzle could refer to him as koresh. And here we're discussing dar yobesh. It sounds like two different kings. How can you compare... How can you work out the years of a king's reign and whether it's Tishrei or Nisan when you're bringing two different kings? The fifth year of one king's reign is not the same as the sixth year of the next king's reign. They actually end up probably being 11 years apart, that sort of scenario. So what's going on here? So the Gemara says no. Firstly, Tanahu Koresh Huda Yovesh Hu Atar Shasta. 
We have a Brysa which teaches, again, you've got, as I said, you've got to check the context, that Koiresh is the same person as Daryovesh, is the same person as Ar Tachshasta. Why Koiresh Amola Kosherhoy? He was called Koiresh because he's a good king. His name Koiresh is the same letters as Kosher, he's a good king. Ar Tachshasta Al Shem Al He was called Ar Tachshasta because that's the name of his kingdom. Umashmo Daryoveshmo, and his name was Daryovesh. So that's the same. As I said, it's not always that Ar Tachshasta. Daryovesh and Koresh are the same person. Because we know that there was a Koresh who was not a Daryovesh and there were two Daryoveshes. One I think was a Babylonian and one was a Persian. So it's not so straightforward. But in this context we're speaking about this. We have a Brysa that gives us a tradition that it's the same person. So it says, At the end of the day we have a difficulty. What's the difficulty? And I think um, what's the difficulty is that Fun. We're speaking about one person. But if Koresh was, a, or Dayovesh, we're discussing the same person, was a kosher king and recounting his years from Nisan, well then it should have gone from the seventh year, from the sixth year when the base of Middash was rebuilt to the eighth year when Ezra arrived. And it went to the seventh year. So clearly Nisan can't be the new years. So Gomorrah, Omer Ibizak, Loikasha, Kan Koedem Shehichmats, Kan Laachar Shehichmits. Here's before he turned bad, and here's after he turned bad. I, when he was a good king, Hichmitz is turned to vinegar, soured. When he was a good king, we counted his years from Nisan. When he became a bad king, like all the other kings, then we counted his years from, um, his years um, according to Tishrei, like any other non-Jewish king. And that resolves the contradiction. In the one place we seem to count Nisan as the new year by Daryovesh, and in the second place we count Tishrei as the years of Daryovesh. Again, in general, as we started off the Sugya, Rav Chizda says you always count non-Jewish kings by Tishrei and Jewish kings by Nisan. And we found that some of Daryovesh's reign was an exception, and, uh, and therefore we rule like that. Just interestingly, this Daryovesh we're speaking about was the king after Achashverosh. And many learn that he was actually the son of Esther and Achashverosh. We know that the king Achashverosh married Esther. So Dayovesh was their son. Some actually learn. And it makes sense why for a lot of the time he was a good king. He was actually a Jewish king. Not a Jewish king of B'nai Israel. A Jewish king of Persia. His mother was Esther. Um, but again he turned sour. And we're going to carry on. I think we'll leave it here for today. But we're going to carry on this discussion um, going into tomorrow's stuff.